To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. You ever think that with your business, you want to grow your business to a certain level so that you can also start a passion project or a nonprofit that fills you up even more? That is who we are talking to today. We are talking to Sophia Felix, who did exactly that. We're going to hear about her journey and how she accomplished all this because she is an award-winning entrepreneur and the CEO of HBM Talent and Management Agency. And then she started a nonprofit for women in cannabis. So welcome to the show, Sophia. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to hear your journey. So I hear this all the time from women. They, you know, they ask me, should we have a business that where we're giving a certain percentage back to an organization that we're interested in? Um, or should I start this as a nonprofit? There's so many different questions around that because I think or what I see a lot with women entrepreneurs is that we are very heart centered, right? Mm-hmm. So we have our businesses that we need to have, that we love to bring in money, but also because we love what we do, right? But then there's always another part of us that wants to give back to a certain community too. So I wanna hear your journey, Sophia. How did you come about what you do? So uh, at the age of 19, uh, I got hired to work for a, a company that was subcontracted by the Department of Defense. And I was there for 13 years and I helped, I worked for the CEO and director of operations. So I learned a lot about business. I learned a lot about managing contracts that were of high value and also managing a team. But what I also learned from the CEO was to give back to our local community and the importance of it throughout that time. Uh, Every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, the company would Uh, donate and do like a holiday food drive or here and there when I had uh, nonprofits I would support, they would support. So I learned from an early age that that was very important to the the success of a business. Um, Once I left that company, I formed my own uh, company called HBN Talent and Management. And I used all those skills to work on that business that I learned because it's the same thing, ethnic, but it's just talent instead of like welders and journeymen. Um, however, I realized that it was also important for my company to give back to local charities that I believed in, which was helping children in need. So uh, from the get-go, I told my assistant, hey, find me a nonprofit that's in San Diego where my hometown is and find something to help children. And at the time I was, I want, I wanted to do it out of the generosity of my heart because that's who I am. But I also know that that could also be good for my business's brand and marketing to get our name out there in a good way in the community. Yeah. And uh, she brought to my attention a little boy named Isaiah Wallace. Uh, he was hit by a teen drunk driver. He was a baby and he was left paralyzed, brain damaged uh, in a wheelchair 
And I reached out to that organization that was helping him. And I got to meet him in person and meet his family. And uh, our families were very similar. They were Hispanic. So I got a good relationship with him, but I also donated my services to do fundraisers for him to do a representation. You know, I would call and get the donations. I got him a trip to Disneyland, SeaWorld, all these different amazing experiences, but it really taught me the importance of using my skills to give back. Um, after that, to be honest, my business got a lot of news news play through that. And uh, we got a very good reputation. And um, moving forward, I would donate 10% of our revenue during the holidays to that organization or others. Um, however, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't start my nonprofit till 2020. That was years later because as a business, you can't just, you know, treat everything as a charity. You have to keep your business running. So as far as being an entrepreneur, you need to know your limits. You need to know, okay, what can I give and what is smart to give? And um, that's pretty much what, how I got into using my, my business to give back to others. I love that. I love how you framed it too saying, okay, yes, I have, I have this business and I have this, this area where I love to give back, but how can I make it a win-win all the way around? I think that's really important and real for us to be thinking about. Um, and so I love the way that you, you stated that. So thank you for sharing that story. Okay. So tell me when you started your, your business, when you came out of corporate and you or not out of corporate, out of the, you know, the military company that you were or the organization that you worked for and you start your business. Do you remember, do you remember setting a, your first big goal, your big stretchy goal that probably freaked you out a little bit and you thought in your head, okay, once I hit this, then I know I'm okay. Or I know that I'm on, on the right track. Do you remember thinking that or setting those goals? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I had to get the right talent to get signed. I had to sign the right talent. And then once I, uh, I signed Philip Fusco, he was like, the t he's one of the top New York male models in New York. And he reached out to me for management. And immediately I realized this is a great opportunity. And it, by signing him, it led to my business growing more. And I realized, okay, like this is not a hobby. I am in charge of these people's careers, their livelihood. I need to take this seriously. So what I did was I did an accelerator program, a business accelerator program. Uh, to be honest, back then I didn't have funding to go get an education. So I, I looked uh, for programs and there was one for the National Latina Business Women's Association for a business accelerator, but it was starting like literally a week or two. And I didn't have the funding and I was, something told me that's, you need to do that. You know, that's something that's gonna be life changing. So what I did was uh, I did some research and I found the founder of that organization's contact information. I contacted her directly and I told her who I was. I just started my business and I need support. And I told her why and what I would do. And I promised her, if you support me, I will be your, one of your best success stories. And after that conversation, she gave me a full scholarship. Wow! Once I got that business accelerator program and the education, I uh, immediately opened my first office, signed more clients, and then I really just went head on with the business and pivoted it. That's an entrepreneurial 
mindset, right? It's like, okay, I can't do, I can't afford this, but I need this. So how am I going to do it? Right. Education was huge in my success. To be honest, that education changed my life. Yeah. And since then, uh, that was in 2013. I have been in three business accelerator programs throughout the years. And each one I leveled up more and more. I'm a huge proponent of that, right? You always, the more that you stretch yourself, the more that you learn new things that you didn't know, mm-hmm. it always improves you. Always. You yeah. can't can't go the opposite direction. So I'm a huge proponent of constantly learning and, um, and expanding ourselves. So one thing that I work a lot with, with our, with my clients is on how do you keep from getting distracted? Right. As an entrepreneur, there's so many distractions. We're wearing so many hats. It's not, I was just on the phone with, with someone who came out of corporate. She's like, you know, when I was in corporate, I was in marketing and that's all I did. And now I've started my own business and I have to do all these other things. I'm like, yep, I hear about this all the time. It's such a huge shift. So one thing that we really work on are something called approach goals. And so those are your 90 day goals of how you stay focused. How did you keep yourself focused? when you were starting your business and um, and what type of distractions did you notice as you were expanding? It took me some time uh, to realize the importance of uh, making sure you have self-care because uh, at the beginning I did have burnout because I was so eager. I was, I was very ambitious. Uh, I was a lot different than I am now. And I just, I just went after it like, I was at every meeting, if, in, even if I didn't feel well that day and, you know, but I, I still knocked it out the park, but like I started realizing my, I am in control of my schedule. So I schedule all my appointments and meetings uh, two weeks in advance. I know my schedule for the whole week ahead of time. Uh, if sometimes being in the entertainment industry, things change fast and I'm able to do that, but I make sure that my schedule, uh, is very healthy for my personal life and business life. And I don't change it unless I really have to. Also, if there's a day I'm off, I have no problem getting a hold of the person and rescheduling it because that could be, if you're having an off day, you know, you can make a bad decision based on you're just not 100%. So I put my mental health first. I put you know, priorities first. I look at, okay, what's the most important for me in my business this this month? What client do I have deadlines for? Knock that out. Next one, you know, so having a good schedule, but also learning as a woman to wear different hats. You know, if you're a mother, when you're with your children, you're wearing your mom hat, you focus on your kids. Don't focus on work. You give them your full attention when you get, when you're with them, when you're with your husband or boyfriend, same thing. Um, when you're working with a client, you focus on them. So adjusting and learning to wear different hats and commit to that will help you uh, balance your life and it would support the people around you so they feel appreciated because that was a big mistake I made the first year or two. Absolutely. And oh my gosh. Sophia, I see that all the time. I, it makes me so crazy when I see a couple out at dinner and they're on their phones texting mm-hmm. or doing or scrolling or doing whatever same with kids right they're do, they're kind of sort of there with their kids they're actually just physically there with their kids but yeah. they're you know returning emails and everything else so i so love that you made that statement when i started my first business 30 years ago it's been it's been a jaunt um 
I remember spreading myself so thin because I was running my business. I was working probably 60 hours a week. I was making sure that I was volunteering in the kids' school and I was running the gala and I was helping with homework and I was trying to do everything. And I always felt stressed out. I always felt spread so thin and ready to crack at any moment. And I didn't have someone who told me that I wasn't in the groups, like what we're talking, what you're talking about, where you escalate yourself. I wasn't in any of that, where I got that type of feedback and said, I just spread myself thin and thought I might lose my mind. And I probably did lose my mind. So, and, and yeah. think about how much, you know, that when you do have burnout, it takes a day or two to recover. You have to literally stop everything. So I realized at an early uh, point in my career when that was happening, no, there needs to be changes. I'm I'm the CEO of this company and my decisions affect my clients. So I need to be on top of my game all the time. And that's why I put my mental health and my career first, because when I'm doing amazing, it trickles down throughout uh, everybody else. It does. Yeah. That's a, just a really important discussion and having the, you know, having it designated, like you said, yeah. you know, when it's work time and you're focused on a client, that's all you're doing. You're not yes. doing anything else. Right. And so I thank you for sharing that. So when you do have those moments and you have those challenges um, in business, which happens no matter what, I don't care how much you plan is you're just, you're going to have those challenges. Do you remember any really outstanding challenges that you had that you had to overcome and how you overcame them. There were so many. Uh, there was one in particular a couple years ago uh, where I realized I needed a business attorney. And I realized if I didn't get one, uh, it could affect my business. Uh, but I couldn't afford the one I wanted. And it was an amazing uh, experience and lesson for me because that was the second accelerator program during that time I took. And at the after graduation, you do like a pitch where you pitch to investors and you get a chance to win a like a grant. And I was banking on winning that uh, that money to get a business attorney. So when I did my business presentation, it just so happened that that day, the end of my slide where it was like, how do you impact your community? And it was all the charity work stuff I've done and all the years of work I've done that helped people. For some reason, that slide went missing. And they, the IT guy was like, I am so sorry. I don't know what happened. It like literally disappeared. And I was so hurt and, and bothered and like, because I worked so hard and it literally messed up my, my thing, but I still winged it. And, but it wasn't the same as when you visually see the slide as of when I'm talking about it. So I was disappointed, but I was like, it's all good. You know, I'm just going to keep it moving. I had my people there and my friends, you know, so I kept like my head up, but I was, I was really upset. And then, um, a woman came up to me, a doctor and she was like, Hey, Sophia, uh, I saw your presentation and I thought it was amazing. And she was like, I want to introduce you. I, I noticed you had on one of the, uh, the slides that you needed an attorney. She's like, I want to introduce you to my attorney. And I said, okay. And she's like, here's uh, give me your card and I'll connect you guys on email. And weeks went by and I didn't hear anything. So I'm like, oh, she forgot about me. <laughs> you know, like out of nowhere one day I got an email and it was that that woman. And it was a, a, a direct message to her attorney. And she's like, oh, you know, I would love for you guys to meet. And Sophia's looking for an attorney. I think you guys would mesh well. So we set up a meeting. I walked in that room. I, I, you know, I 
got my make I fixed my makeup hair like I went in there glammed up and ready to talk business and I went in there I told her exactly you know what I do my what my talent management does and uh, she told me what she does but immediately when I met her I knew this is a woman I want to represent me like I need I want this so bad but I didn't tell her that and at the end of that meeting she told me you know what um, I've actually been looking for a publicist and I want to are you interested in trading services and bartering services with me? Would you represent me? And I'll, I'll take care of that stuff you, you need support with. Absolutely. So when I left that meeting, I was amazed by how that transpired. And I, and I remembered how upset I was that day when that slide didn't come up. But I also realized, no, that was part of your journey. Because if that wouldn't have happened, and if you would have won, you would have hired someone that was probably not the best fit for you, but out of that, you got a blessing. You got the best attorney in your city and she wants to work with you. So that's that amazing. Was, that's a great yeah, story. That was, that was a like pivotal uh, time in my life too, where after that, she li- she literally helped me. Uh, my business did so much better after she uh, did some stuff that I needed to take care of. Uh, I have a client who taught, who, who told me this saying that she lives by, she said this or something better, meaning that when you have an expectation from, you know, like doing your presentation, you're hoping to get that money uh, for that grant and it didn't work out. So this or something better, right? You just, you have to keep your mind open. You don't know what's around the corner. And as long as you don't get buried in the disappointment, which doesn't serve us at all, then something yes. better can come up just like what you experienced. So I'm all about it's, it's mindset too. Don't you think it's very important to keep faith at all times, mm-hmm. You're the good and bad. Like I've always kept faith in myself. You know, I've always, uh, I've never been like, Oh, this is not, I'm not going to make it because I, I'm, I, what you speak about yourself is what's going to happen, you yeah. know? So I always, I make it happen or at the last minute things have always worked out for me. And I really think that it's because I always have faith in myself and others that I work with and um, I'm unstoppable. I love that. That's great. Great mindset. I, I talk to a lot of my clients about, always remember the big picture. What are you going for? What's that? We, we talk about the summit goals, which is, um, what we use in fuel the fire, my other business. And if you think of a mountain, right, you want to get to that summit and what's it look like. And along the way, there are going to be, you're going to trip and fall. You're going to have obstacles that get in your way. You're, there's going to be challenges, but keep your eye on where you're going and how mm-hmm. big of a challenge is that thing? Really? You're going to find a solution as long as you want that summit bad enough. And so you know, regardless of whether the slide's missing or a client, when your key clients cancels or um, your marketing campaign fell flat, again, if you can just always think of that bigger picture, then you're going in the right direction, right? And so it's, it's it, I, I, I really like to think about the mindset or the faith. It's, it's similar. It's very, you know, kind of the same approach using different languaging. Um, but yeah, so... Do you have a group, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of who do you surround yourself with when mm-hmm. things get tough? So do you have a group or a mentor or um, high level people that you trust that you turn to, to help Absolutely. you with your business and help you with the, the times when you get punched in the gut and knocked out at the knees? 
Absolutely. Uh, for my nonprofit, ICBWA, I have a board. So right now, what I did 2020, 2021 is I developed my board. Each person has a specific thing that they do for ICBWA that's they specialize in and they're the best at. But it also spending time to build my team has also been life changing for me because those are the people went behind the scenes that make sure that you have all the tools you need or behind like I'm the face of my businesses, but behind the scenes, they're the ones that are helping me get stuff done. Or if, if I just need someone to talk to, you know, um, they're there for me. And I also, at some points in my career, uh, hired consultants. And I felt like there were some things I wanted other people to handle or I needed their advice. And there's nothing wrong with that too. Um, But throughout my career, I've had about five mentors and they were great in every industry and they're still in my life. Um, But now I kind of mentor them too. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I have a great group of, of friends that I built relationships with throughout the years that I really trust if I need to talk to. And, uh, I, I'm very blessed with having a great support system, family, friends, and business acquaintances that step up when I need them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To run a business by ourselves, it just doesn't work. And And there were some business partners or friendships that I had to let go a couple years. And that all happened in one year, but that was part of me transforming and that was part of me respecting boundaries. And that was part of me envisioning how I wanted to live in the future. And those are decisions you have to make and you have to be smart and strong, but Mm -hmm. the right people throughout your journey will come into your life at the, you know, you just have to nurture it when you find it. Yes. Okay. So now we are going to pivot a little bit and we're going to play a game. Yes. And this game is called Sky's the Limit. So this is where you get to, you know, you get a hall pass. So you may be married, you may not, but if you're even with a significant other, it doesn't matter. You get a hall pass with this one. (laughs) So if you got to choose one person, so we're thinking of business, but you got to choose one person to go on just a kick butt date, an all day date. And you can ask whatever questions you want. You can go wherever you where you know, whatever beautiful restaurant you want to go to. Who would that person be? And what would your questions be? Um, that's such a that's a question I've never been asked. Okay, so let me help you out with some names. You may come up with someone else, but let me just give you some names. Okay. So, and this person can be alive or dead, doesn't matter. So Warren Buffett. No. Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) He doesn't really interest me. Yeah, I know. He's super smart, but me either. P. Diddy. Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Okay. Michael Jordan. Yes. Okay. So Michael Jordan. So you're going on a sky's the limit date with Michael Jordan. To be honest, Princess Diana you know, I've always had great respect for as a woman. Uh, I would have loved to have some tea and just talk to her and and um, her and Cleopatra. Mm. Or someone that has both of those qualities. I like both of the qualities of both women for different reasons. Um, but I've always looked up to Princess Diana and all of the work she's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm impact that she wasn't here very long, but the impact that she's made. So that was a very good answer. 
I love it. All right. So where can people find out more about you, Sophia? I would love if uh, you could look me up online on my website, hbmtalent.com. You can reach me there. Uh, you can reach me on Instagram, Sophia Felix Official. And you can also look up my nonprofit, ICBWA, if you're interested in becoming a member at icbwa.ca.org. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I had so much fun.